Hello, my name is Reverend Jodie Stowell. I'm the vicar of St Mike's Harrow and this is St Mike's Podcast. You're very welcome here. Today is the 30th of June and it is the Tuesday after the third Sunday of Trinity. We begin with our reading. Luke chapter 15, verse 11 to the end. Then Jesus said, There was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that will belong to me. So he divided his property between them. A few days later, the younger son gathered all he had and travelled to a distant country, and there he squandered his property in dissolute living. When he had spent everything, a severe famine took place throughout that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. He would gladly have filled himself with the pods that the pigs were eating, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired hands have bread enough to spare? But here I am dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. So he set off and went to his father. But while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. Then the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, Quickly, bring out a robe, the best one, and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. And get the fatted calf and kill it. And let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now his elder son was in the field, and when he came in and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the slaves and asked what was going on. He replied, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fatted calf, because he has got him back safe and sound. Then he became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and began to plead with him, but he answered his father, Listen. For all these years I have been working like a slave for you, and I have never disobeyed your command. Yet you have never given me even a young goat, so that I may celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours comes back, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. Then the father said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice, because this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found. 
the familiar, perhaps, story of the prodigal son, which may better have been called the prodigal father. To be prodigious is to be wastefully extravagant, something which was alleged about the son who takes his inheritance and squanders it. But it is the father in this story who is the most shockingly prodigal, who behaves ridiculously when his no-good son returns, who runs undignified and embarrassingly to his son before his son has been able to give any reparation at all for his behaviour, who lavishes his son with gifts and celebration. Are you indignant about this story or does it fill you with hope? Does it seem unfair or do you feel the relief that you won't need to find the right words, the right protocol for coming to God before being accepted? Sometimes I wonder if we would prefer to understand and know how God works that fit in with the way our world works. To have a God who is so full of abundant grace, who is scandalously wasteful with forgiveness and blessing, is sometimes too difficult for us to bear. We don't get it. And perhaps we feel quite uncomfortable with a God like that. It reminds us that we come to God with empty hands, nothing to offer not even a formulated act of contrition. God's presence is not a formula. If we come with a culturally acceptable ritual act, God is not forced to show up. God comes because that is who God is, riotously unbothered, by responding to what we think is the right way to conjure God's presence. So come this day to God, with hands open, outstretched and empty, and receive the unbounded, unconstrained forgiveness, love and blessings of God. Put down your misgivings and remember that this is the way the kingdom works. Take time now to pray with God and receive God's presence.
from Malcolm Guite. We miss the light, we lose ourselves in lies, we never reach the heart of anything unless we turn to meet his searching eyes who meets us in the midst of everything. Go well into your day and may you come again soon to our doors. Thank mm-hmm. you.